The Story of Zarathustra, Part 1 Before the birth of Zarathustra, the great creator of the kingdoms of light, wisdom and truth called together two of the mightiest among the magnificent heavenly beings to carry the soul of Zarathustra to earth. For he shall be my mouthpiece, said the great creator, Ahura Mazdao. Before the time of Zarathustra, the people of earth offered libations of the sacred drink Hyoma to the spiritual protectors in the heavenly realms. The juice of this offering was made from the Hyoma plant mixed with the milk of a cow. For this reason, the cow was considered a sacred animal, as it is also regarded in India. After the Hyoma was prepared, it was offered to the gods through the flames of a sacrificial flyer, fire, where all of its essential substances was transformed into vapors rising upward toward the heavens, while the densest and inessential parts of its substance was left behind as ash. The heavenly beings were pleased that the human beings recognized them and offered to them what was considered precious. For this reason, two great beings known to Ahura Mazda was Vohumana, who is also called the bounteous creative spirit, and Asha Vahista, who is also called the truth, carried the soul of Zarathustra to earth and linked it to that which was most sacred to the human being who lived at that time on earth, the Hyoma plant. The great soul of Zarathustra, before entering fully upon the earth, hovered among the Hyoma plants, and then among young birds. In the grove, where the sacred plants were tended, the boughs of the trees above bent over the little Hyoma plants to shelter them from the sun's great heat and from the fierce winds that arose in early spring. Two birds in the tree flew down and plucked strands of leaves and stems from the plant, for which to build their nest in the overarching branches. When spring arrived, the young nestlings chirped and stretched their downy wings in the fragrant hyoma nests. Two dark snakes wound around the trunk of the tree and glided silently among the branches toward the nest of the fledglings. The great soul of Zarathustra filled the twigs, leaves, and stems of the Haoma plant with its protective strength. When the two snakes reached the nest, ready to devour the young birds, no sooner had they touched the pieces of the Haoma plant that were woven into the nest than they fell out of the tree as though stricken with paralysis. Nearby in the village, a great celebration was taking place for Purushapa, the most righteous man of that place was to marry the beautiful maiden Dagova. Early that morning, Purushapa walked in the meadow that surrounded the grove where the Haoma plant was tended. He saw two priests who tended the plant, and as he approached them, he called him to them. They called him to them. Much to his surprise, he saw that these were two strangers that he had never before seen. When he looked into their faces, he saw such strength and brilliance that he could not lift his eyes to meet their gaze. The two strangers gave Puroshaspa, the Hauma plant, that had been woven among the strands, the straw of the bird's nest, that night following the wedding ceremony. Puroshaspa and his new bride, Dugova, prepared the sacred Hauma drink, mixing the extracted juices with the milk of a cow, and following prayers, and the lighting of a small ritual fire, together drank the potion. And that was when the soul-being of Zarathustra entered his mother's womb.
One night, five months since the beginning of her pregnancy, Dugova had a dream. The sight was terrifying, and the young woman writhed and turned in her bed, fearful of the danger that approached her. An immense dark cloud welled up on the horizon and approached closer and closer until it was upon her. Then the belly of the cloud rent open and out poured vermin, snakes, insects, spiders, and other foul creatures. These were followed by tigers and wolves bearing their ferocious white teeth, and last of all a great dragon lumbered out on the cloud like a monstrous crocodile. The woman could not flee, for all of these beasts surrounded her and approached with the intent to tear the infant from her womb. Where she stood there helpless, suddenly the child within her raised his voice, and it rolled out like an explosion of thunder and reverberated among the hillsides like a thousand gongs and bells. All of the beasts and vermin retreated, and the dark cloud began to waft away, dispersed like an insubstantial vapor. Hardly had the voice been silent when she saw a mountain of light descending from the heavens. The light began to fill all the space beneath the sky and fill every crack and hollow in the earth. All of the darkness and all traces of the beasts now disappeared. Then, from out of the glowing mountain of light, a fair youth appeared holding a staff in his left hand and a scroll in his right hand. Two beasts, a wolf with slathering tongue and a slinking panther, still threatened the woman as they crouched hidden in the last remaining shadows. But the youth raised his staff, and the two beasts fled. The youth approached until he stood before her, and then seemed to disappear as though he passed through, as though she were nothing more than a thin veil. Dukova, upon awakening, hastened to a wise interpreter of dreams, and after relating the events of her nocturnal adventure, she was immediately sent away to return in three days. When she saw the man three days later, he joyfully, re- he joyfully related the meaning of her dream to her. Your child shall become a man of great excellence, he said. The dark cloud in your dream signifies that he will be assailed by evil and adversary and adversity. The demons of the adversary will try to attack him, but as it appeared in your dream, the mountain of light stands behind him as his strength, and this will enable him to vanquish before them all. The staff he holds is known as the magnificence of God, and the scroll he bears shows that he will be God's prophet. Dugova was overjoyed to hear these things, and eagerly awaited the birth of her child.